Okay, welcome to the Brotherhood. My name is Michael. Uh, I am finally here back with Mr. KJ and John. Guys, how are you guys doing today? Blessed. Blessed. John, how are you feeling? Man, I feel great. Good. I know it's been a while. It's been a minute since we've had these, these uh, sit, sit down. So how's, how's everything going? What's been going on in your world, KJ? Um... Not much, you know, just got over COVID. <laughs> okay. that, you know, I'm alive, healthy, working on music. Okay. Not dead, so come on. Everything that's a win. Everything's good. Nice. Mr. John, what's going on with you, man? Man, just been working and trying out new things, man. Nice. That's what's up. What nice. about you, Michael? Yeah. Work. Um, you know, trying to stay away from this COVID stuff. <laughs> you know, when I see it come, I'm trying to block it. <laughs> but besides that, everything's good. I mean, it's been good. Um, it's been really hot in Houston. I don't know if there are a lot of people know. Like, yeah. It just feels like, you know, guys trying to give everybody a little warning. You know, you <laughs> hey, if you can't handle this, yeah, you can't handle hell. <laughs> so, so that's the message right there. So, um, I know we've been talking about um, we've been talking about a lot about relationships. We talked about it in um, I think it was episode two, and we went we we kind of scratched the surface a little bit on some stuff, and then we had a lot of people sending some questions and stuff in as well. And I'm sure you guys have those as well. Um, so I mean, I know we normally open it up. We talk about the sports stuff, but then a lot of people have been definitely asking. I've had maybe like 15, 15 people ask me along the lines of the same type of questions and stuff and so they really want to know I think relationships has been a, a huge hot topic for me I think it's kind of weird because you know we got COVID going on and you got all this stuff going on and people yeah. are talking about relationships yeah <laughs> and so it's just one of those things of trying to figure out okay hey you know what does that look like and you've had people ask all those type of questions and so one of the things I would ask is just like why why do you guys think why is relationships so important right now? Like, I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, yeah. And, and it's not just us talking about it. There's a lot of other people on social media that are talking about it. And we're talking about relationships as in, like, men and... Yeah. You know, sex, dating, relationships, marriage. You know, how does that look like? Yeah, I think I could honestly be two things. And this is just my opinion. Um, I could say one, loneliness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think being quarantined and self-isolating yourself can be lonely at times and a lot of times we can hop on our phone and look at social media and you see all the couples out there you know in quarantine but you know they're with their spouse and they're having a great time mm-hmm. and you're looking like okay I'm in my bed chilling mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. yeah so I can think loneliness is one and I think that I think that COVID is a little bit different um it let us in on our own mortality. Mm-hmm. And I think people realizing just like their own mor- mortality that, you know, who knows how much longer that we really have left mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, you start thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about your future and things like that. So I think relationships naturally come into play when you're mm-hmm. thinking about that. Mr. KJ, wh- wh- why do you think that's such a, a huge topic at hand right now? Uh, he... John pretty much just said it all. I think one they said um, being lonely. Mm-hmm. What happens is that everybody's like, okay, stay six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And so now you're locked up in your house for days, months, weeks when you're used to just going outside, talking to people. 
Yeah. And then the longer you do that, you start thinking about, dang, this would be a lot easier yeah. if I had somebody to go through this with. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then, like I said, your own mortality on the news pretty much every day, if it's not COVID or race riots, something like that, somebody's dying, losing their life, and it starts making you think. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white or whoever, you start thinking, is this my last day? I need to do what I need to do. Yeah. I mean, because there's. I mean, there really is a lot of stuff going on from just a with racial tension. It's still running rampant. It's not settling down at all. And then you also have the COVID stuff going on, which I know in Houston alone in itself and Texas in general, it's increased. So you just there's just so much going on. So. I'm, I'm, let me dive into one of the questions. So, uh, one of our listeners asked a question, and I want you guys to give me your honest opinion on this. So, um, one of our listeners said, "Hey, I enjoy your, your guys' podcast so much. So, um, I just want to know. I have a I have a question for you guys. So, you guys talked about relationships, which is a passion of mine. Hmm. Uh, so, I want to know what is your stance on a woman initiating a conversation." with a guy or hey would you like to go out on a date hmm. you know um, and this listener also said hey just want to be clear I wholeheartedly believe a man should pursue a woman however I'm not against a woman being bold and saying something first um, hope that makes sense so what, what your, what's your your stance on that go for it if you if you want to start a relationship with somebody and I don't think it matters male or female. Mm-hmm. If you sit there and wait for the other person, then you might miss out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you see it and you want it, you think it's the right time to say, what, strike while the iron's hot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. Okay. I'm saying I'm saying go for it only because I think as a woman, I think putting pride aside, like... You're always going to be the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like it was written mm-hmm. that when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I think if you take an account that like you're always the price, mm-hmm. you realize that. Mm-hmm. And just because you're coming up to somebody and a man and asking him out, mm-hmm. which is different than our societal norms tell us to. Yeah. Like. Don't focus on that part. Focus on the part like, yeah, I'm still the prize, but I am interested in you. Mm-hmm. And I want to take out and step that leap of faith in. See if you're interested in me too. And I think because the reason why we, I think if you're, if you want, here's my thing to the, yeah. this, this listener. If, if it's something that you really want to do, like, because here's the thing. I know, like, speaking for myself, a lot of guys are just, are just so oblivious to stuff. <laughs> facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight, straight facts. Like, we don't, we don't know. Like, we're just like, hey, yeah, you're interesting, but I'm going to keep doing my thing because, you know, I'm not even trying to shoot my shot because I might hit rim and just rim out. Bro. So, I don't see anything. I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, I really don't. Hey, if... Even if it's just to have a conversation, hey, how's everything going? Just to break the ice. And if a guy sees that, because this generation is a little bit different. You know, 20 years ago, the approaches, they don't work 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not with this generation. Go yeah. talk to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff has changed. Right. So the expectations have changed. And so I don't think a guy will be like, whoa, why are you approaching me? I don't think any guy will be that way. I, I think they will be like, oh, okay, oh. cool. Like, and they may have a conversation. If they, And I think if they're interested, then they'll take that conversation further. They'll, you know, it's not, there's nothing wrong with, you know, poking the horse and seeing if there's, if you get a yeah. I think a that's reaction. more, like, refreshing than anything. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. if somebody asks me, just, just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> if you're interested, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, like, slide in those DMs, lady. Slide in that DM. Like, I mean, I think that as long as you're like respectful, but as a guy, like, yeah, I feel like there's like guys who do get hit on. That's only natural. Women Mm -hmm. flirt, but like, rarely is there a woman that just kind of like, oh, just upfront about it. So Mm -hmm. that's refreshing. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I accept that wholeheartedly. And I think there's, make sure I'm phrasing this right. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, the chance of them, Getting rejected or it going wrong is smaller than the other way around. I think that's a big fear that guys have. They're like, is this going to work? This girl's got like 50 guys Mm -hmm. trying to talk to them. I'm probably going to get turned down, so let me try. I think there's a higher chance for men to get rejected or turned down versus the women. I think women, you don't have as much to lose with that. Mm -hmm. Guys, on the other hand, yeah. I think that and I may be wrong. This is like just my opinion. Okay. I think initially the thought when a woman is looking at a man okay. sometimes. Okay. Is this my future husband? Mm-hmm. And that and that may not always be the case, but I think there's been times where, you know, occasionally for women when you're when you're meeting somebody, mm-hmm. that thought is going through your head. I think as a man, like I think it's easier to be like Accepting and like, okay, mm-hmm. like that's what's going on because we're not immediately mm-hmm. thinking like, is this my future wife? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we're thinking in the moment. <laughs> so, do you think to lead into that? Do you think look at my transition? Yeah, I know. Ooh, <laughs> dang. I know, right? Let's go. <laughs> so, leading into that, because that was going to be the next question is, do you think there's a particular time stamp on? making that move and getting to the next level because some people for me I hate when people say well here here's my thing I don't like when people it's I'm a very analytical person I think a lot of things through but I don't like when someone says oh I want to get in a relationship and if someone tells you hey this is where I'm wanting the relationship to go and if you understand that then it's like okay but then you say, I'm still working on me. <laughs> I, I just got so triggered. <laughs> so that, that's my that's my thing. It's like, okay, so if you're still working on you, why are you out here? <laughs> why do you in these streets like exactly. that? <laughs> so my question is, if someone tells you that, what what's your move? What is your what's the next move? Like what do you do? Uh, I've been there. So if they tell you they want to be in a relationship, but they're not ready. Then they're not ready. Move on to the next person. <laughs> what if it's six months down the road and they tell you that? So, okay. Uh, oh, I'm going to be mad, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right, that's it. 
And see, the reason why I say that is because it's hard for some people to, it's hard for some people really to let something go when they know, like, I've invested six months into it. No, I feel that. I feel that. It's, for me, the biggest thing is not so much wasting my money, Mm -hmm. but wasting my time. Because I think about, I could have been doing A, B, C, and D with my time. Yeah. But I invested it into this time with you, which Mm -hmm. may not necessarily been a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it didn't lead to anything. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh-oh. <laughs> if somebody tells you that, like, like, that's all the conviction you need, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think originally I was a little bit more lenient to that. Like, if somebody, like, we were talking, pursuing... If we were talking and, like, I want a relationship, but I'm not ready, like, I was a little bit more lenient to that, I can say. Why were you? I mean, if I just be transparent, like, you know, I'm someone who longs to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's something that I want. And so, I think that leniency came in that. I'm like, okay, like, I do want to be in a relationship, so let's see. Let's give this a try. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, if, if now I I think I'm just kind of like more matter of fact on it. If like that says, I'm like, okay, like let's just be friends. Let's go like our different ways. Because at the end of the day, you really have to take that at face value. Because if they really if they say that, they mean that mm-hmm. that they're not ready. They truly mean that. And it's like. As much as you try not to fix that person, mm-hmm. you end up trying to mm-hmm. fix that person. Yeah. When you're when you're still pursuing that mm-hmm. and they say they're not ready. Because mentally, in your mind, you're trying to get to get that person ready. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. to that person to where yeah. they're comfortable enough to be in a relationship. And so you're expending all that energy. Mm-hmm. You're you're wasting all that you're wasting all that time when in reality that's something that may just not be meant to be yeah and see as as men it's you you have that your tendency to want is to want to fix things yep yeah and let me let me try to and sometimes the pride thing can set step in because it's like hey, if it's not working right then you just to, you know kind of shift some stuff or tweak something a little here and there exactly to make it work and then when you've Invested. I look at it as kind of like the farmer. You know, you sow a seed, you plant it, and you water it. You sow a seed, you plant it, you water it, and you keep watering it. You work in the ground, and when you don't get a harvest from something, the farmer deems the ground barren and moves on to the next thing because he's like, I'm not getting anything from here. Yeah. And I think that's kind of from the same thing. Is like you, you put so much into a relationship. And one, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we, we can't avoid, you can't overlook the red flags. Mm, yeah. Come on. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and you you guys alluded to it earlier, you said something about the whole COVID thing where, you know, you being a little, you get lonely, you know, you you see everybody all booed up on, <laughs> on social media, mm-hmm. you know, um, Netflixing and chilling, and you're trying to figure out like, yeah, I mean, a part of you wants to, you know, you want, you know, maybe, and even if 
you're in a relationship or you get out of a relationship and you are second guessing like what did I do wrong is there anything I remember could have probably tweaked you know what I mean hmm. there's and I think the biggest thing is you gotta realize there's reasons why things happen yeah like you know you don't go back to a grave that's that's a buried I mean a, a grave and try to redig everything up you leave it alone and you put a little rose on it and you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I like you keep that. going, you know. <laughs> but that's the biggest thing because I think, I, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with relationships. I don't think anything's wrong with it. I think, do you want, do you want a Maserati? Do you want a Bentley? Right. Neither one is wrong. But then you got to look at the value we all know Bentley calls more than the Maserati. <laughs> They're both nice cars, but it's what what does God have for you? Does He have this, or does He have? He may have something else, but we don't even know that. And so, think if you stay in your lane and focus on your purpose and your passions and whatever you're doing, that person that He has will come right into your lane. Wow. Because here's a funny thing: is that one thing I've realized is that when you have when you ask God hey God this is what I want I want this 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 and this right okay you've already put that out of the atmosphere what ends up happening I'll give you an example mm-hmm. if you're always on the phone if, wait, so you can be talking about hey you know what I'm looking at some new cars and this and that you go on your phone what ends up happening car ads pop up right yeah it, it, you may be talking about something it's on Instagram it's on it's good it's on whatever now let's switch that so if you're talking about hey I want this I want this in a relationship what ends up happening people start coming out of the woodwork mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd be like oh they, they're interesting but it always happens because you understand too the enemy always will try to give you an imitation like something that's cheap but imitation is cheap if you taste fake cheese and the real cheese, completely different thing. Because the cheap cheese has way more oil in it. Yeah. It doesn't taste right. It just tastes funny. And so that's the same thing with relationships. You got to figure out, okay, weed out the ones that are God-driven or man-driven. Mm-hmm. And it's hard yeah. to do that, especially when you're male, because you're trying to figure out, yeah, I got these needs, and I this is you know I don't want to be lonely. <laughs> Tell it all. I'm like, I don't want to be lonely. I, I don't want to go out and go to these places and hang out. And you know, yeah. I got my friend. You know, he's he and his girl are doing this. They're going out of these places. I don't want to be a third wheel. Yeah, you know, like and you try to force it. I have no problem being a third wheel. <laughs> I have the most. I'm fun a professional I'm a third, third wheeler. Wheel. <laughs> like, like Nico and Mandy. Like, I will faithfully be a third wheel to them until I get to a relationship. But, and I think that's so good. Just kind of focusing on like God's best for you. Yeah. And I oh, think yeah. if you just kind of let that fuel and drive your thinking, it's mm-hmm. easier. It's easier to weed out the ones that you know don't work. So that's good. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree so, 100%. I, go ahead. No, no, I don't say no. I, 100% right there. So, with that being said, so why do you think... Oh, the, the other question is, um, 
someone posted a, uh, someone asked a question about the whole hey I'm, I'm in a relationship I'm looking to you know take it to the next level right mm-hmm. and their thing was is finance uh, a big thing like I'm, I'm not saying you gotta be a you like know, rich super rich but they were like hey so what does that look like is is money should money play a factor and, and this is what she's asking I think that's something that can't be ignored ultimately like as much as I want to say just love conquers all mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean we live in a real world where <laughs> <laughs> we money, don't live off of kingdom coins <laughs> where money yeah. and can't credit. take that to the bank and say hey I need to pay my mortgage on it exactly like money and credit buy houses yeah, exactly it pays mortgages facts mm-hmm. And I think that you really have to have that. I think that's another tough conversation that you have to have ultimately if you're thinking about taking it to the next level. Because, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, you say you have you get into a relationship and you find out this person has X amount of debt, mm-hmm. and it catches you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different plan that you kind of have to start working around. And it's not that you don't have those same feelings for that person but essentially you're trying to build a future together exactly you're trying to build a family like you're going to want your kids to go to college mm-hmm. and having that amount of debt and not really talking about that and understanding like if you really want to pursue that what's your plan to to conquer mm-hmm. this debt or mm-hmm. whatever thing that's that's in financially then I think those are some tough decisions that you might have to make because I think that finances, I do believe like the Bible talks about wealth and he talks about the Bible talks about it in a good way. Like I want you to be wealthy. So I think having those tough conversations, like I think wealth is a really big part, not necessarily wealth, but like being financially cautious and yeah. aware is a really big part of um, who God has in store for you. Yeah. I think he knows that and yeah. I think that he would want the best thing financially for you as well. So do you think KJ, um, so she's asking, should I really I'm not trying to base our relationship off of money but yeah. should, should, I, should, I, should that be a concern for That's me? Tough, uh, I think you guys just need to have that conversation um Maybe it doesn't mean you can go buy a house the day after you get married. Maybe that means, you know, you've got family mm-hmm. with some land or a spare bedroom and you guys stay there for a year mm-hmm. and build up your credit and save money. Or maybe buying the apartment instead of the house or whatever it is. Yeah. There's always options. Or if you really feel that money's a big issue, then don't do it. But whatever it is, talk it out. Mm-hmm. You figure out a solution. So the next question was, go ahead. I want to know what you think about that. Yeah. <laughs> he always trying to pass the questions to us. Because you have the like more matter of fact <laughs> answers, yes or no. Is You're one the only one there? in a relationship. <laughs> so, um, I think it 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 does matter. It it's a yeah. it's not a deciding factor, yeah. but I think it's once you know if this is a person that you know you're you can see yourself doing with the future with, and that you know that leads to marriage. I think that's one of the biggest things you gotta definitely talk about. Hey, so what is our what does this look like? What does your debt to income ratio look like? Let's talk it over. Hey, where's your money at? Like, are you in debt? Like, really get because from both sides of it, a guy or a girl, when you 
he or she who may be the, the strongest in finance, they see you're having that conversation long before you're even married. One, they know, okay, he or she, they, they're not playing around. They, they really mean it. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're really trying to figure out, hey, what does this look like? Because I've seen it too many times where you get engaged, you get married, you're in debt. Mm-hmm. And you don't have anything to, to show for it. Like, wow. And a lot of marriages, not all, there's a good percentage of marriages that end where it's been over money. Like, yeah. Relationships you know, alone have ended over yeah. money. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, he or she may say, hey, well, you know, Susie, boyfriend or husband, they go on trips. Why don't we go on trips? And he can be like, well, you already knew. Mm. You knew mm. that from the beginning. <laughs> That's so, trash. <laughs> so, oh, that hit. Yeah. So th- those are type of things. And so I think if you let the, because here's what you set yourself up. I'm going to be honest with you. And I've done this before years ago where you set yourself up for failure, where if you take him or her, because some women love to pay, they're like, I'm going to pay for it. If you go out on a date or whatever and you take her to an extravagant place, the expectation is one, this dude's got money. Especially if you don't talk about your money. Two, <laughs> we're 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 gonna constantly start going to these places because right. you know he can afford it. You get six months into it and then you start going to McDonald's, which is nothing wrong with that. You pull through the Burger King drive through <laughs> she's like Ain't nobody pulling through the Burger King <laughs> You know, as you're trying to figure out like what's going on. Right, right. You gotta so I think in the beginning you need to let I'm not saying don't say, hey, you know, I'm broke. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> I think they're gonna, they're gonna jet this day or that. Just say, hey, you know what? <laughs> These are my expectations. This is what I'm I'm wanting to do. And when I did it, it wasn't because I mean I was broke or anything. It's just like I'm like the first time, great restaurant. Okay, boom. Second time, great experience. Okay, boom. When you do five, six, seven at a time, it starts adding up. Yeah. And I, I count my pennies. You're going bowling, girl. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, maybe we can just sit out in the park and just bow butterflies. <laughs> you know, hey, just nothing like, wrong with that. You nothing know? wrong with that. <laughs> but let's, also. Yeah, let's just figure something out, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things you got to kind of figure out. Okay, hey, you know what? Um, let's talk this over and let's see what that looks like. So, yeah, I think it's, it's something you definitely need to talk about. Um, because... Leading into that, you know, you talk to her parents, and her parents may say, "Hey, what does your finance look like?" Yeah, so you need to be prepared for that, you know. So I have a question for you guys. So what if her parents don't like you? Bend it. (laughs) Did you say bend it? (laughs) No, I've been there. Oh, I think you said bend it. I've been there. Y'all, 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 y'all are great. Y'all are cool. Everything's going great. Y'all, y'all see a future together. But her parents don't like you. Her dad can't stand you. Yeah. What do you do? Well, I mean, you ju- you just gotta deal with it. Ultimately, how do you deal with it though? No, at first it's hard, but I guess for me, it sounds crazy, but I just started ignoring it. But ultimately, what I found out was, which was part of the reason why the relationship ended, was because. Um, it was a problem. So one of the things is you got to make sure that, you know, the boyfriend or the girlfriend, whoever it is, that they're on your side too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, mm-hmm. if let's just say the mom is not on your side, 
And then, you know, she starts hearing her talk about it. Maybe not consciously, but that stuff starts seeping in. And mm-hmm. then she starts saying the same thing that her mom's saying. And then you have both of them on you. And then at that point, that's when the game is over. Mm-hmm. So I guess you need to have that conversation with with the um, with the girl. Mm-hmm. And then eventually even with the parents. Like, hey, I don't know what I did. If I did something, I'm sorry. But we got to work something. But ultimately, I think you can make it through. If both of you guys are on the same page. Mm-hmm. So whatever that means by being on the same page, maybe just both of you ignoring the parents or both of you just well, smiling. Close, what if she's close to her parents? So that's what I'm saying. Whatever whatever it is, you guys have to be on the same page. So I said that's many different options, meaning both of you ignoring them, mm-hmm. both of you trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you both have to be on the same page. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you're trying to handle her parents one way and she thinks you should handle it some way different, mm-hmm. then it's not going to work out. I don't have a way to handle it, but I'm saying whatever it is, you guys both need to be on that same page. Yeah. John. (laughs) If I had to be honest, (laughs) we would please, please, please be honest. (laughs) Um, I can't say that I've been in a relationship where the parents didn't like, not that I knew of. Mm -hmm. Like they probably didn't like me on the back end Mm -hmm. or something like that, but initially. It seemed like they liked me. Okay. And so, because of that, it's kind of hard for me to think from that point of view. Okay. And for that reason, that would be a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if your parents... Because I think that's just so important. Like, that would bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think we could talk about it. We could just, like, you know, hey, like, you know, I know it's your dad or mm-hmm. mom feel this mm-hmm. way about me. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and especially if I'm putting my best foot forward, you know, like I'm being John 100 mm-hmm. percent and, you know, I'm being polite and I'm 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 not trying to, you know, be a sucker, but I'm just being genuinely me. And no matter what I do, you don't like me. That stuff. I think That's a good question. <laughs> I straight up. Like, because I think that also stems from, like, that's me and my parents. Like, my parents' approval is really important to me. So, like, you know, my mom and dad liking me and feeling a certain way about me is really important. So, like, you know, even though they're not my parents, it's like part of me just really values a parent's mm-hmm. approval. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be something that we genuinely have to discuss. But ultimately, like, if it came down to it and, like, their mom or dad just really was persistent and, like, Mm -hmm. they did not like me. Mm -hmm. I mean, that might be something that we think about, you know, what's, should we, like, just honestly just kind of cut this loose? You Mm -hmm. know, there's no shame in that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, there's going to be somebody that your mom and dad do like. Yeah. But it's just not me. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nothing wrong. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. So for me, um, it was probably, man, five years ago, six years ago, Mm. uh, I was in a relationship with this young lady and everything was going great. We were looking forward, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get, you know, we were engaged Mm. whole nine yards. Sheesh. And nine months into it, me knowing her mom hated my guts. Mm. <laughs> mm. Called herself a, a, a Christian. 
went to church, everything. I did nothing to this lady. I hate you so much. I, I couldn't figure it out. I don't even know. Wow. Couldn't even figure it out. And so, and and the reason why I asked that is because one, the young lady that was I was engaged to, she was very close to her mom, like mm. very close. Mm. They were like almost like you would think they were like sisters. That's how close they were. Wow. Her mom had her when she was young, mm. got married, and then had you know she had siblings, and so she was like the older sister that took care of the the younger siblings that were like seven or eight years younger than her and so from that standpoint you have to for me i had to figure out okay what am i going to do am i going to stay in this and i i I literally remember i don't know why we were in my car and we pulled up to what was it we pulled up to we pulled up to a gas station or something and she literally broke down crying she was like this is a tough decision to make and I'm like, what's the decision? <laughs> like, what? What's going on? <laughs> like, what, what's the decision? I'm like, we're, 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 you know, and she was like, the, the decision that's tough is figuring out you or my mom. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. And I'm oh like, okay, gosh. what do you mean me or your mom? I said, your mom is not in a relationship with you. But her and her mom were so, 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 so close to each other. It was one of those things. She was like, like my mom and I are so close to each other. And they had the whole thing where they, they did a, and I, and she was like, yeah, um, I want to show you this book. And I'm like, okay, what is this book? And she shows me the book and it's, it gives a, like the whole family did this whole thing. I'm going to miss you. We're, we feel like we're losing you. Like I'm in, walking down memory lane. And, <laughs> and, I'm like, and she's oh. still living at home? Yeah, she was living at home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she was living at home and walking down memory lane and this, this, and that and all that kind of stuff. So she ended up moving out because she was like, I got to break away from that. Stayed at her own. She got her, got her own place, but then she ended up moving right back, back there. And so for me, I had to make a decision. And I literally told her, this ain't going to work. Mm. Not going to work. And that was a year and a half into it. I'm like, and I wish that I would have gotten out of it three months, three months into it because I would have known, you know, yeah, no. But it's hard to do that when you've invested so much time. Right. You've invested so much money into stuff, all the planning, and literally a week before the wedding, I called it off. I'm like, no, I'm good. We're not going to do this. Canceled it. People had all their flights booked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Because for me, I have to think of it this way, and I and I and I I would suggest so everyone needs to have someone needs everyone needs to have a strong mentor in your life. No, that's good. That's good. Like someone, you everyone needs to have, and I definitely suggest it's someone that is not close to you, because it's okay to have friends and stuff, It'd but be unbiased. Yeah, but somebody who's like for me. Like I, I don't, I don't share coding. I give it to you straight. If it hurts your feelings, I'm like, oh, That's I'm sorry, thing. but <laughs> it up. is what it is at the end of the day. But for me, my mentor, um, I would talk to him and I'm like, Hey, what should I do? And he was like, Hey, you know what? The human me would say, stick it out. But the spiritual me says, walk away. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that just confused me. Like what? He was like, well, cause you got to think about it. Do you want to deal with this 15, 20 years down the road? 
He says, I'm going to put it to you this way. Would you want your kids to go over to her house? Oh, wow. I'm like, no. He says, then why not? Then why? Well, you <laughs> broke it down like that. Oh, And wow. I was like. Uh. <laughs> he said that kind of hurt. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he said, "Would you have your Would you have your kids see your mom?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. Well, why can't they see their her mom?" I'm like, "Well, because she don't like me." So he was like, "How fair is that, though, to you and to them?" And I'm like, "Well, you, you right, you right, yeah." You and so it, I'm like, I have to walk away from it. And so that's why I said it because you have a lot of people who are dealing with that and then especially if, if it's if it's an interracial relationships that's a whole nother can of worms that can be very difficult because you know and when I say interracial, interracial relationships it, most people think black and white it could be whatever it could be Japanese and, and mm-hmm. Caucasian it could be whatever and so people have a certain standard of how they expect I want my daughter or my son to be with this particular person and that's the case. And I, I don't and I don't think that, you know, we're saying that interrelational relationships can't work. No, because no, no, they no, for sure. They definitely they definitely can. I think it's just that understanding like I, I, I can imagine like a black family and a Hispanic family them getting along just fine mm-hmm. and being interracial, but there's sometimes that they mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're just in the right situation, mm-hmm. like if they're getting along, then fine. They're the interracial relationship. Just speaking on that context yeah. of, but families. I think it's one of the things mm-hmm. across the board, just to seek to understand type. Of yeah. So, I mean, hey, let me just seek to understand. Let me understand your point of view. I may not have to agree with your point of view, but I just want to understand where you're coming from. That's good. How are you seeing things? Because we all see things in a different, different lens. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was that was the thing. So I think it's that's. That's the biggest thing you got to figure out. Um, and then one of the other questions someone asked is, is kind of threw me for a loop. Not a loop, mm. but it made me think really hard because one of the questions was, hey, so um, what do I do? Um, what do I do if I feel that this person is not all in? Like they tell me that they're all in. Like they say, I'm here for you. I'm there. I got you. But I'm not really, I'm not really seeing that. What, what do do I leave? Do I stay? Do I talk to them about it? And I've brought it to their attention, and they say, "Oh, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm there for you." But I don't see that. Should I stay? Should I go? Um. Well, if you, this person, they've already talked. They've already talked to them about this. Yeah. They said, that, "Hey, I've already talked to them about it," and they're like, "No, you're crazy. Like, I'm, 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 I'm all in. I'm there." Well, I guess you need to figure out, is it really them that's the problem or you? Because it may not necessarily be that they're not in, but maybe you're not getting what you think that you should be getting. Maybe mm-hmm. this person is 100% committed, but maybe you're wanting 101. Mm-hmm. And because you're not getting that 1% from them, you feel like they're not doing it. Or vice versa. It might be that they, they're all talk, no game. They're saying, yeah, yeah, I'm all in. But then when it's time to show up, it's like, where are you at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? <laughs> you good? Okay, I'm good. All right, okay. all right. Drink some water. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> breathe, John. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just have to be really careful. <laughs> I say. 
Um, I think I feel differently, to be honest. If they're talking like they're all in and their actions aren't showing it, actions always speak louder than words for me. And like, like a person can continue to say one thing and it look totally different Mm -hmm. and you continue, you continuously lean on what they're saying to mm-hmm. you like believe in like okay like yeah they're mm-hmm. saying they're all in so like let's let's keep it going let's keep pushing but like if their actions aren't showing up i say i say in my opinion like you know probably best y'all just be friends mm-hmm. let's cut your loss on that one because it's it's it <laughs> Why y'all leave like that? <laughs> we, 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 we listening. You got our undivided attention. I mean, you gotta, we're all ears, man. We're, we're listening to you. We got, the people need to hear this. <laughs> but um, I, I think I think just... Because it's going to suck a lot more when mm-hmm. you finally get to the point where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. at this moment, we're going all in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like you've been saying one thing this whole time, mm-hmm. so like I just really don't understand. So in my eyes, just just it's probably just best to understand. Like this is you know what you want. You want somebody that's going to be all in. Mm-hmm. And if that person and their actions aren't showing it, then you got to do what's best for you at the end of the day. So with that being said, the mm-hmm. follow up on that is: so why do you think it's hard? for people to cut it completely off. And when I say that, meaning if you've, if you've called it off, you said it's ending, why do we keep revisiting the same fishing hole? If we say there's no fish in the, in the pond, why do we still keep going back to it? Like, do we, like, what does that look like? Is it because we feel like, oh, maybe I messed up something? Do you mean the same person or like the same, like, yeah, it can be the same person. Let's say if you say, you know what, I deem this is not, this isn't him. They don't want what I, what I want. Why do we keep revisiting that? Because you have some people that, like, you know what? Guy or girl can say, you know what? Uh, maybe I can fix this. Mm-hmm. Especially guys, we want to fix things. Why do you think we... Let's say from a guy's perspective, because there's no ladies in here. Why do you think we we continue to go back to that? Or we may say, you know what? Even though I know this ain't it, why is it that we keep saying, well, you know what? Let me go ahead and just... Let me go ahead and just try to figure out, you know, um, let, let's try. Why, why do you think we do that? I think because, like you're talking, we like to fix things. So in our mind, we always think this next time we can make it work. And then what happens is you end up getting burned anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you call it off and you're like, okay, let's try one more time. It's, it's It can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. And then you just get burned again. I think there's there's always just a little hope, mm-hmm. and like we, sometimes we get caught up in dating potential, and, and like you see that potential in that person, you see what that person, what that relationship possibly could look like, and you kind of get caught up in that. And you guys are probably have already made like a connection by then, mm-hmm. so I think you're leaning. A lot of times we just start leaning just purely off our flesh mm-hmm. instead of like what our spirit is trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. Like I think at the end of the day, like just kind of going back to the person, like not being all in. Like 
there are signs that has been shown to you that that person hasn't been all in. Like they probably even said it from the get go, from the beginning. So I think it's just kind of we we really get caught up in the potential of what that relationship could look like, mm-hmm. and just instead of just understanding what like instead of just fighting against what our flesh our flesh naturally just wants, you know. So I think that's kind of my opinion on that. So define your define um, what does relationship mean to you? Uh, I think like give me something deep. Oh. Shoot. <laughs> I would say defining a relationship is having some level of connection with another person. Okay. Some type of relationship based off of a common goal. Yeah. Okay. A connection based off of a common goal with somebody. Just because I guess we have relationships with each other mm-hmm. based off of different things in life. No, I have a relationship with my mom. Um, the relationship I have with her is not the same I have with you guys. If I have a girlfriend and get married, we're going to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be the same relationship I have with my dog. Mm-hmm. Even you know, with animals, you have a relationship. Yeah, for sure. And it's built off of something, some common goal that you're trying to work towards. Yes, sir. Let you go, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I think a true relationship is, is someone who, guy or girl, is someone who accepts your past. Um, they can support your your present where you're at right now, and then they they love you and they they encourage your future. So I can accept you where you're at now, your past, your present, and then where you're going. I may not agree with everything you're doing, and some things may not understand. I may not understand, but. I think it's one big thing to know you have that person when you find that person and you know that they're in your corner and no matter hey i may not understand this but i'm i'm there for you and not just to say it but to, to show actions and to show it and they, they really show actions um because love is an action it's i mean you can say i love you but just sit on it and, and not do anything but it's a, it's an it's an actionable. It's something that you have to put into action. Because you can say you love someone, but they expect something. I mean, for example, yeah. Take take. When I was little, growing up as a kid, I knew my mom said she loved me. She loved me. But just the little things of her going, getting up early in the morning, making me breakfast. Yeah. She didn't have to do it because she wanted. She. Hey, I love him. I want to make sure he's. He's healthy. He's not malnourished. Those are those acts, and that's acts of kindness, like showing things. Hey, you know what? I know this is something that you like to do. I'll do this for you. But I think that's that's for me. That's one of the things that from a that's a true relationship for me is part of the definition of that is you you go above and beyond in things you may not understand. I'm not saying it's got to be perfect, but things that you may not understand, you seek to understand. Hey know that I'm in your corner no matter what that looks like so essentially the way God loves us yeah it's unconditional that's good unconditional love and I'm not saying that so here's the thing though I'm not saying we gotta be it's a perfect love right because there's problems in it oh yeah (laughs) I mean because we're human but coming back to it and saying hey you know what yeah I messed up on that and I'm, I'm learning to get it right 
and not just completely shutting down and just calling it quits and saying peace I'm out yeah that's good and that's and good. saying hey you know what I'm learning to know what love looks like what true love looks like I've never been shown what that looks like because at the end of the day some people have never been shown what that looks like mm-hmm. so I think show, showing them what the what true love looks like and them learning um, that can that can help a relationship I agree yeah um, just relationship to me I think the biggest thing just it's just that commitment piece in mm-hmm. it I think that that commitment speaks volumes um, in my opinion just I think I think just kind of piggybacking on what you said like there's going to be times where it's going to be the best of times there's going to be very bad times mm-hmm. and that commitment is what really lets you know just in my opinion just why God placed you God placed them in your life and vice versa mm-hmm. I think if they're able to commit to you during some of those darker times that that's really I, I think that really just kind of shows just like their purpose for you mm-hmm. in their life and vice versa mm-hmm. in each other's life and so I just really like that aspect of it um I think that's the, really the biggest thing to me when I think about a relationship. So you said two key things okay. <laughs> that I was listening to. So one is commitment, being committed, and the relationship piece as far as you know, yes. taking it a, taking it a step further. You said two things. So for me, one is why is it? I, and I, I spoke to somebody about this three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we had a conversation about, it was talking about relationships and stuff, and and I told this person, I said, if you have it's hard for get to get a man to want to commit in a relationship. I mean, not all men, but some mm-hmm. men right. to commit, because yeah. they're like, hey, you know what, I don't know if I want to be locked down, mm-hmm. be seen by you. you know? I still want to be out here in these <laughs> <Exactly>. streets. <laughs> yeah. so I want to do my own thing. I want to still keep fishing, you know, and just see what I can still catch. Still want to have my entanglement. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, and so, but when, and, and, I, and I told this person, I said, when you find someone, a, a man, who's willing to commit to you and they tell you, hey, I'm not saying we're going to get married tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. But this is where I'm seeing this. Yeah, some women may get afraid and fearful like because they've never seen that before. Exactly. It's like, oh, you're just trying to stream me along and, and then peace them out. Mm-hmm. And so um, why is it that from a woman's perspective, from a man's perspective, why is it that women, it's hard for women to commit to stuff? They say they're all in, but when you turn the oven up and it gets a little hot. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say I think two words. I think, I think it's changed now. It used to be a man's it thing. Used <laughs> it, used be, man. it used to be hard for a man to commit, but now they're more open to it, to like, hey, I'm open to being in a relationship, but a lot of women are like, eh, I don't know about that. I, I would like to be in a relationship, but I don't know about the committing piece. I'm going to say two words okay. that are going to mean a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if they might be the best two words to use. Okay. But I'm going to have to edit this. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, KJ's not the one wilding this episode. It's been me this whole time. 
<laughs> I've been wilding the most. <laughs> I got something to get off my chest. Okay. And I think this can apply to both men and women, but soul ties. <laughs> I think soul ties are, man. Oh, that's so good. They're powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I think it may sometimes it can be a soul tie to a specific person mm-hmm. that can cause that person just to be like, I have this connection with mm-hmm. this person, mm-hmm. and I'm always thinking like this is probably going to work out mm-hmm. at the end of the day, or it just may be soul ties that you've interacted with one person that has you thinking that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. So I don't deserve to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, why would this person choose me? And you're constantly thinking about that. I think it could be a lot of different things attached to soul ties that keep us from realizing the blessings that have been put in front of us wow. and the opportunities that have been put in front of us. Wow. So those two words are, are really strong, but mm-hmm. I think that, and that's just not just women. Like, it goes to men and yeah, women. For sure. I've just been noticing a lot that just the ties are changing, mm-hmm. man. Like, you know, I think as women have become more independent mm-hmm. in society, mm-hmm. I think things, they, they've taken independence in a lot of different things, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, for sure. But I think that that the independence also comes down to relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> KJ. <laughs> no, I... I'd agree. A lot of it is too. Um, a lot of the roles are switching now. Mm-hmm. The stuff that stereotypically the man is supposed to do, the woman's doing, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I think that changes a big. That's that's something that changes how you look at things. Mm-hmm. So especially growing up in the home, when the mom and dad starts mm-hmm. changing their views on stuff, mm-hmm. then that changes them. And so when you're old enough to go out and make these decisions and you get in a relationship then um, you know that affects that mm-hmm. and then two going back to what we saying about the soul ties a lot of times people when they say soul ties they, they're thinking sex mm-hmm. but you don't have to have sex with somebody to have soul ties mm-hmm. you know, wow. two straight men can have a soul tie that's just meaning that you guys connected mm-hmm. on a certain level where your soul is mm-hmm. tied together and so what happens is when you try making that connection with somebody else as soon as you try to get that connection with somebody else your mind goes back to that other person mm-hmm. you know that person's trying to love you mm-hmm. but you said your soul time might go back to that person that didn't love you enough yeah or you know they said that you're beautiful you start thinking about the person that was calling you ugly mm-hmm. you got everything mm-hmm. you want in front of you but every time they're trying to give you what you want your mind starts going back to when you didn't have anything that's good mm-hmm. so why why could it be um, so could it be that what God has for us is being blocked because there's a soul tie there? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I, I think that, man, I, it's so good that Pastor Michael Todd had that yeah. <laughs> whole um, that whole sermon. And like, but I think that absolutely can be the case, man. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And so, soul tie can With that being said, I know. Uh, John, you mentioned earlier, like, what do you look, what are you looking for mm-hmm. in a relationship? Um, what does that look like? What, what are you wanting? Yeah. So just, just for me, I think it's just two important things. It's just um, 
communication. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the biggest one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to understand how I effectively receive communication mm-hmm. and vice versa. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able, because I can, I can be, as much as I try not to be, <laughs> I can be a little bit more sensitive to 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 the yelling, mm-hmm. to the fussing, mm-hmm. to the yeah. fighting. That's something that honestly I have no patience for or tolerance for. Um, so just being able to come at situations from like a kind heart, uh, but also being able to communicate effectively on like what you're, what point you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. I think both are possible mm-hmm. that those things can both be true. Um, so I think that's probably just the biggest thing for me that I'm looking for immediately. Okay. So as we're saying, as we're talking about this, um, I just got some more um, questions? questions just popped in. Good Lord. So <laughs> there was three. And, and so one is what season do you feel like you're in right now? And what is God teaching you? Oh, me, for me. <laughs> yeah, both of y'all. <laughs> yeah. So didn't say specifically single men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what season do you feel like? Um, what season? And they're saying this is for all three of you guys. We want to know what season do you feel like you're in right now? Okay. And then the caveat to that, what's God teaching you? Oh. You want me to go first? Like go KJ's first. like, oh. Um, I can go if you want. Go, go ahead, John. You got to. Um. One, I think that I think God's, God's been teaching me so much mm-hmm. during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think if we're if we're talking about teaching, what God's been teaching me, mm-hmm. what are you um, showing you? Maturity. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maturity is probably the biggest one. Um, just being able to handle situations a lot differently and not initially off of how I feel. What's in my heart, but just being able to rely less on myself rather than on him to make decisions. Okay, I think that's the biggest thing. It's because like I never used to rely on him to make any kind of decision. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make this decision, mm-hmm. and God, I know you got my back. So if I mess yeah. up, <laughs> I know you can pull me out. <laughs> but I think that's where that maturity comes in, enough to say like, okay, like why put yourself in that situation? Okay allow God to put me in the place where he intends me versus me trying to force myself into something where I should never be. Mm -hmm. Um, So be able to use that maturity Mm -hmm. and also just patience. Um, And I think that patience kind of ties into what season I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about season relationally or just in general? Either. Um, I think God wants me to, to continue to fulfill my purpose right now versus seeking a relationship. Mm. I think that I had my little stage during COVID where mm. like I tried to uh, approach a relationship. And I think I think that was a time God was like, hey, like I'm opening up. I'm really just uncovering just the gifts that I gave you right now. Mm. And I really want you to attack those head on, build that, and then I know, just like you were saying earlier, as you continue your purpose, like mm-hmm. somebody's going to fail right along that path mm-hmm. when it comes. So mm-hmm. I think that answered my what season I'm in. Um, I feel like I'm in the season of learning. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, with all this time from 
just a shutdown to me actually having COVID and all those things. Um, you know, <laughs> it was, it was. Um, just learning and just educating myself on things. Like the three biggest things that I've spent these past few weeks is um, brushing up on my Spanish, making that okay. better, um, reading the Bible more, and yeah. then music music production. Those are the three basic things that I've been That's good. Mm-hmm. that. And, you know, God's just kind of put down my heart that I'm giving you this time. Like, all the stuff you're saying you want to do, I'm giving you the time to do it now. Um, it's another thing. Finances aren't the way that I want to be right now, but even with that, somehow he's still taking care of me. So even, like, I'm not working right now, but somehow, I don't know how, he's still taking care of me. And so, yeah, I'm in this season of learning and educating. Mm-hmm. That's good, bro. Nice. Michael? <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit of both. I just, um, for me, it's one of those things of just being patient and, and just soaking everything in. So just, I feel like I'm, I'm not like that person just, just sitting in a big ocean and I'm just, I'm not even moving. I'm just kind of floating, mm-hmm. seeing what comes by. If, if there's a, you mm-hmm. know, a yacht or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever Very comes nice. by. You know? <laughs> <Very> <laughs> you know? nice. And wherever he has me go, I'm willing to go. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think I'm in that, in that stage of mind. I think he's, for me, it's just one of those things of he's just saying, hey, at my age right now, it's one of those things, just patience and just wait, you know. It's kind of like fishing. Sometimes you got to, you know, you got to sit there for a couple of hours, throw your, you know, the rod out, the reel in, and, and keep it going. So I think that's where I'm at in that point. So. Very nice. So second question gets a little bit deeper. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so one, um, are you single? Well, I, mean, I think we kind of... Yeah, talked about that um, and then we also talked about and then the next question is hey so I've been told the phrase you're single until you're married what are your thoughts on that I was thinking about that on hmm. the way over here actually Where are you? Yeah, I was hmm. it's funny that you say that because my grandmother back in the day she used to always say um, if you're not single if you're not married you're single so even I, if you're in a relationship she said you're single. She said, because when you fill out the application, you don't put... Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. No, 100%. So, there, there, I think there are, two, there are two definitions we have of single or okay. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's the legal mm-hmm. definition, which, like you said, you're either single or married. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're doing your taxes, they don't ask if you have a boyfriend or yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> There's like, you're either legally married or not. And then, you know... Oh. Our more relaxed way of saying it, you know, you're single if you're not in a relationship, but if mm-hmm. you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, or maybe even dating, then you're not mm-hmm. single. Mm-hmm. So I guess if we want to go by legally what it is, if you're not married, you're still single. Yeah. If you if you listen if you if you follow what the definite Webster's dictionary yeah. So that, that's what I, I remember, man. It's not the same thing, but you know, was the Pastor Jim sermon? He was talking, and I'm pretty sure you remember this one. He yeah. was talking about when do you know you've gone too far 
And he was saying, when you're in a relationship, until you're married, that person is your spiritual brother or sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, if, you oh, do it, if you want to do it with your brother or sister, you, you don't do it with them. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, pretty much, if you look at it like that, too, then yeah. you're still single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the more and more I think about it, like that's 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 facts. Like I mean, yeah, if you put it that way. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that just kind of. I remember when he said that too. Like, this man, we were all sitting there like, oh, all those people that just got done being wild the night before. They look over like, I did what to my sister? Oh, this why you got love, PJ. He, he keeps he keeps it real. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, what would you say is um, what would you say is the hardest thing as a Christian man to face in the church and then also in the world? So let me say it again. What would you say is the hardest thing as a Christian man to face in the church and in the in the world? Are you saying two separate things or separate something things. that's okay? What do you think is, is the hardest thing to face as a Christian man being in the church and then also being a Christian man in the world? Oh, I have two words that can apply to both. Okay. Uh, you want to go first? No, no, you, you good, bro. <laughs> you good. Expectations okay. and temptation, okay. <laughs> and both apply to both worlds. Okay. I think in the church, as a Christian man, you're definitely expected to act a certain way. Of course, definitely. Uh, to uh, and, and you know, it's not not all churches are that way, but I think the expectation, especially for a young mm-hmm. Christian man, mm-hmm. like. You know you're supposed to stay away from those sexual sins. Mm-hmm. You just know you're supposed to be act accordingly in a certain line. Mm-hmm. Um, even if those expectations are unhealthy mm-hmm. or healthy. And I think that's the same for the world. I think people will view you. If, if you made it known that you're a Christian, man, mm-hmm. you're, the eyes, eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be, they're going to be watching every little thing that you, single thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Because the moment either that you mess up or <laughs> go astray, then you're immediately being judged like, oh, this is what a Christian mm-hmm. man yeah. is like. Um, I think temptation kind of comes, it's kind of self-explanatory, but like temptation in the world, I mean, as soon as you go out as a Christian man, I feel like there's just kind of a different attack. Yeah, because they don't, they don't, they don't know you're a Christian. They don't know you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah. like you were, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it's like on my chest. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> they, they don't know that it's oh, it's a random Joe right here. Let's say hey to him. But you're you're, you're going out and like people are going to say certain things mm-hmm. to you. They're going to invite you certain places that you can, you know you shouldn't mm-hmm. be going, and they're going to. In my personal experience. I feel like as a Christian man, that there's been people that purposely tested me oh, wow. to, to see if wow. I'm truly what I say I am. Wow. And acknowledging that and knowing them temptations, you really have to be on guard mm-hmm. because it's it's easy. It's so easy as a Christian man to allow those uh, to allow yourself to slip up mm-hmm. like okay this, like, this is okay <laughs> like no it's just it's just going out one time like yeah. it'll be fine yeah. like you really have to be on guard yeah. for those things yeah. protect yourself uh, for me I think uh, for both I would say expectations mm. because you know being a Christian man in the church people expect you 
to be a certain way and then even in the world expectations and I think sometimes both of them hold I think their expectations are too high Mm -hmm. instead of expecting you to be a Christian they expect you to be a saint, especially in the world. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, well, you're, oh, you're a Christian, so this means that you don't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. if anything, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> I, I mess up all the Boy, time. I'm a sinner. Yeah, working on it. But yeah, but that's what, I guess that's what makes the difference is that even though we mess up, we... Um, you know, we're working each day to get better. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, uh, you know, it's not to brag on me, but one thing I do try to do, it, you know, just a little bit, just <laughs> a little bit, is that, you know, anybody that knows me that hangs out with me Sunday in church, you know, and if you hang out with me during the week, you know, I'm still that same person. You know, I'm still saying the crazy stuff <laughs> during the week that I am <laughs> I'm saying on Sunday, like, you know. No matter what day you see me, you're going to get that same person mm-hmm. the next day versus, you know, um, I'll never forget um, down here by the fairground. There's like this. Um, and yeah, I'm telling my business it's like a, it's like a bar mm-hmm. club, like like a Mexican dance hall thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I yeah, I went there and I want to hang out with some friends, you know, th- mm-hmm. just me being me. And then there's this lady that saw me. Um, I used to help with another church during the week. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on the worship team, but still went out there. I was just there hanging out with friends. That then, and this, I said, this lady that knew that was at the church. She was like, "Oh, brother, how are you doing? You know, what are you doing here?" She hit you with the brother. Yeah, like I'm like, how you gonna call me brother? Like, you know, you were here dancing, shaking it. I'm not judging you. You're doing your thing. I'm doing my time. And you go, "Oh, brother, what are you doing here?" You know, and you know, literally like. After I saw her that time, I didn't see her anymore tonight. She like left. She saw mm, me, and I'm mm, just mm, like, mm. "I'm sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable." <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think there's something that, I, and I really like when PJ said this, and he's like, he, "I forgot exactly how he put it, but he says like, I reserve the right to get better." Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that I think it really says something about like a Christian man. I think that's what separates you from everybody else mm. being a Christian is that even though you're still doing wrong, you want to get better and you're yeah. trying. It's not necessarily like if you're doing wrong, but I think we all slip up. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily sure. like we're in sin, but yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. like, you know, there's times where our anger gets the best mm-hmm. of us or, you know, we may say something that's out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And I think that it really just says something about a man that continually trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. no matter what. So... As a Christian man, yes, there are expectations. Yes, there is temptation. But I think the great thing about, like, I guess the, guess the group here is that, like, we're always striving to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always, like, our goal and our focus. So, I think we can say that, right? Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, last question that popped in um, was... <laughs> <laughs> What's going yeah. on? <laughs> Is it live? No, <laughs> so one 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 question that came in was, so what would you say is the hardest thing being a Christian black man in the church? What do you think is the hardest thing you may you may face? Yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> hardest thing about being a black Christian man in the mm-hmm. church. In, in a church. Just in, in what do you think that could be? I, I can 
I can speak on just this is kind of how I feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it may not be something that y'all feel as well. But for me, sometimes it's fit again. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really want, I'm not, I'm not a person that strives to be accepted by everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. That's unrealistic. Yeah. But at a church, you feel that's your family. Yeah. Like, these are the people who who I'm connecting the most with, that I'm serving with, mm-hmm. that I'm allowing myself to be the most vulnerable. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's something you can ignore is the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough because like even though Anchor Ben is a diverse church, mm-hmm. there's not very many black people. Because <laughs> <laughs> like when I saw KJ when I saw Michael, I was like, yeah, I, was like bro, I don't even know you, but <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I feel it's, you. it's a different kind of yeah. connection ultimately. Yeah. But like when you walk into certain places, like even in a church, like you can't be the only black guy. Mm-hmm. So even though you know that there's love around you, you still can't help but think like, man, kind of also a little bit alone mm-hmm. in this. Like I'm in my church, but who can I relate to? It's the same color of my skin wow. in this church. Um, so it, and I think that's something that is more internalized than mm-hmm. anything is nobody else's fault mm-hmm. that I may feel this way. But at the same time, it's just you it's, it's such a cliche saying, but the more I've grown up, the more I've kind of, I've kind of allowed it to, to accept a little bit, but mm-hmm. like nobody knows you like your own people. <laughs> Facts. And I, I think that's kind of something that I, I think about sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent because I feel like, um, black churches, African-American churches are really the only, um, church where we really stick with all black people as opposed to yes I'm drawing a blank now was it you call someone that wasn't born in this country when it comes here what do you say? alien no not an alien no. was it yeah an immigrant okay, oh, yeah. okay so so I notice a lot of times like for the large group of immigrants like you'll have an Asian church an all Asian church but usually it's mainly people that weren't born here you're not going to find like a whole church full of third fourth fifth generation asians and it's just them or same thing mm-hmm. with hispanics yeah but i find that african-american culture we tend to do that so when you go in they said to a quote-unquote multicultural church mm-hmm. we tend to stick out mm-hmm. even if there are black people mm-hmm. you always know when it when it um you always know where they're at because it's like that little bit of pepper mm. and the salt. You got <laughs> 10 pounds of salt and then you got like these four or five flecks of pepper and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see it there, I see that. Yeah. Like I said, you know, when you see that other black person, you like, you just look at each other, get that little, <laughs> it's a, it's a you don't say anything, you don't know each other, you never met them, but you just give them that, I see you, I see you. We will meet at the church is yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, hey bro, like, like, that's exactly. Which is part of the reason why we're here right now, <laughs> because we had that moment. <laughs> like literally, like, I, like I think you remember this, Michael. Yeah, yeah. But the first like the conversation I had with you was just like one ten. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, What's up, man? Like, yeah. Where you been, bro? <laughs> I'm like, I've been here. I was like, I've been, I've been here, I've been here. 
But no, but yeah, it, I think that's one of the things is that um, the hardest thing is a Christian man to face um, in the church is you know you 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 want to try to fit in, and sometimes you may get out of your comfort zone wow. to f- make sure that fits in. And I don't I don't think I don't think God wants us to get out of our yeah that's good. of who we are to just to be that way. But we talked about it on episode. Two, you have to be intentional with everything, and 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 as a, as a church as a whole, churches have to be intentional with everything because it's like, hey, I'm and we talked about it, doing things with a purpose. Yeah, that's good. Even from the thing of, you know, churches' expectations from, hey, you know, churches have an expectation, but linking in, say, hey, you know what? I know this is what we're expecting. This is the expectations we have. For young people, adults, whatever. But what is what is God really saying about this? Yeah. And then I think we 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 get too big on our our agendas and not what is God really saying. And if we 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 get off off par completely off, we're in the, we're in the sand dunes and we're trying to figure out like <laughs> how do we get out of this? But we've created such a big pit to where it's like, all right, we're not going anywhere. This is where we're gonna stay. So. This is how we got to do it. Do it this way, this way, and it's not really what. What is God really saying? Like, hey, what is God really saying about relationships? What is God really saying about sex? What is God really saying about marriage? You know, we say, hey, we have an idea of what our expectations are, but what is God really saying about those things? And I think uh, Michael Todd talks about sex, dating, and marriage. Like, hey, you don't discount those things. Those are good things, but. A lot of times we kind of put shame on those things. It's like, oh, that's no, don't don't talk about that. Because think about it, how many churches that you've been into they talk about sex? <laughs> so, and that's the thing. But here's not the, too many in a good life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's usually, what I want to say. Because, that's, because usually that's where it is. Sex is bad. Yeah, because think bad. about it. That that's something that if you don't teach someone on, hey, it's a good thing. You like, for example, my little nephew. He's three years old. He's about the size of a seven-year-old, literally. But, and you you kind of have to remind yourself because you have to teach him, hey, like, for example, he's into guns. The little boy loves guns. Mm, yeah. But, for example, my brother was like, for him, I show him this is a gun. It's a, it's a, it's a gun, but if it's handled improperly, you can get hurt. So I think it's the same thing with with sex and 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 all that. You have you you have to talk about it because if you don't talk about it, if you don't say, "Hey, this is dangerous," in the wrong way, what ends up happening? You go explore and try to figure out, "Hey, what's going on? How does?" And then you're like, you get burned, and it's like, "Okay, I've been I've been here, and no one ever ever told me about it." But I think as a church, it should be the one stop shop. Hey, we teach you about health. We teaching teaching you about wealth. Come on, how to your finances. We're talking teaching you about sex and marriage and what that looks like. But if we're so content on just one or two little certain things, then you're you're not going anywhere. It's just like you're going in, coming back out, going in, and you're just you're literally you're you're punching a time card of I went to church on Sunday, went to church on Wednesday, went to church on Sunday, went to church on Wednesday, and there's no radical change or growth that happens. And so that's the thing. And I think my biggest things from that is it's it's it can be challenging, it can be hard, but I think at the end of the day we just gotta figure it out and say, Hey God, you know what? 
I'm 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 open to where you have me, wherever you want to use me, and, and and whatever that looks like. Hey, but don't I don't think we should veer from who we are. Now I'm not saying you got to be a hooligan in church. Right. <laughs> 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 no, that just means just like, right. you don't need to be a hooligan then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I mean, you shouldn't want to veer from your. Stay true to who you are. And it shouldn't, I mean, the Christian, the right. Christian way. Air but, quote. Yeah. Stay true to who you are, but know, hey, you know, I, I, you feel comfortable in your 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 surroundings, in your in your area. And I think that's just kind of like attesting. That's so powerful, just kind of attesting what you said. It's because, you know, as black Christian men, a lot of times we can think about, like, how we're not fitting in. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's God that's placed us in this position mm-hmm. to, man, like, you got to think about it. It's just at a time of racial injustice such as this, mm-hmm. we're in a church mm-hmm. that is diverse. Mm-hmm. And we're some of the only black Christian men in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's purpose that comes in that. Exactly. And I think... Man, like what you said was so good because it, it literally at this time it kind of shifted my perspective mm-hmm. versus like, am I fitting in versus like, why? What purpose did God put me in this church mm-hmm. for? On like, and continuing to allow myself to be myself because I feel like there's other people that need to experience that to be kind of to, to, to do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that really did just kind of shift my perspective mm-hmm. at that moment. Okay. Anything? Uh, I would definitely say these two things, mm-hmm. and, and we can wrap up with this. Is yeah. I would say is one, just overall as being a human and a Christian, and you know, we've had people who ask who ask very valid questions, and I think the biggest thing that I've come to realize is a lot of people are just trying to figure out what's their next look like. They're, they just want to know where, what is the next chapter? What does my next chapter look like? And I posted something a couple of days ago about how um, you mentioned earlier, John, about how your things that you go through, you can look at those differently, but a lot of times God takes you through those things to get you to that, where you need to get to. And so, um, a lot of times it can be painful. Like, like it can be painful and be like, "Oh man, like why am I doing this?" Where this is a job loss, or I just went through this relationship and we were going great, and all of a sudden she's like, "I ain't in it. I'm out." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> just, or and, or vice versa. He's like, "Hey, I'm not feeling this," and so well, you may have lost a job or whatever, and you're feeling like, "Why is it? Why am I going through these things?" And it's always. The things that we go through, those prepare us for the next level. But if you're never going through a fire to be refined, you will never learn from anything. Like because in order to go through stuff, you gotta learn. You learn stuff by the things what you go through. Now it's on you if you don't. If you, hey, I learned this. I'm not gonna do this again. I don't like we talked about it earlier, episode one. You don't look at things as a loss. It's a learning lesson. I learned from this. Now I'm not going to make this mistake again mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep going. And then that way you'll know what your next is. Because if you don't know what your next looks like, then there's a problem. But you got to be ready for your next. 
And I think if you do, if you're open minded and you're hey, you know what? I don't know what my next looks like, but I, I'm ready to receive it. I mean, he may say, hey, I need you to go to Africa. Hmm. Who knows? That could be your next, and your wife could be in, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and your wife could be in Africa. But if we're pushing against, I don't want to go to Africa. But if he's like, hey, well, what you're wanting is there. You got to be open to what those looks like, what what that looks like, and I think that's the biggest thing. So, um, yeah. I I think just getting, just staying on a topic of just like you know, kind of situation of like somebody. Thinking that they're all in, but they, mm-hmm. when they finds out they're not, I think just, I think it's coming from someone who's been in a situation like that. If you couldn't tell already, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> 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 I mean, you, I think you you gain so much when you truly when you truly pray about it mm-hmm. in the situation, and then you allow God to make that decision mm-hmm. and allow Him to speak to you. Like you gain this peace beyond all understanding mm-hmm. wow. like you understand it and you gain confidence from that to be able like, not only was I obedient to what God said yeah. but also I, I made that decision and I'm confident mm-hmm. that I have conviction about mm-hmm. I like conviction better mm-hmm. I have conviction about that mm-hmm. decision and so you're able like to like you said be able to learn and move forward and you know and you know what you want mm-hmm. But I think another important piece of situations like that that we don't think about is that when you get put in that situation, on the other side, I think forgiveness is also a big part of it. Because yeah. sometimes you get burned. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes you really have to, you may feel a certain way about it, mm-hmm. but you ultimately have to forgive that person, not for them, mm-hmm. but for yourself. Wow. Because you... Because you can go into a period of just nasty thoughts mm-hmm. and things, but when you forgive that person, you accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You still love that person, mm-hmm. regardless. Like that's that's a breakthrough. Yeah, that's life changing. That's life changing. Yeah, you see things so much more yeah. differently now. So, KJ, um, last words. Last no. words, KJ. Say, on that, just say, be careful. Learn from your mistakes and learn from the mistakes of others and definitely just read in more to the word of God, learn what his voice sounds like. And when you do that, when you're in different situations like that, it's never, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but it'll definitely make things easier. Mm. That's good, bro. That's good, man. I think one last thing I would say is just um, from all the questions that we've had, They've been everywhere. <laughs> Bro, where these questions coming from? <laughs> yeah, the questions have been everywhere. But I think from the questions that were sent in and just to hit every little one and yeah. all in one is just one, I would say, if you know what God has been telling you and showing you, then don't be afraid to make the first move. Like mm. God is showing you, hey, this and that. Wow. Don't be afraid to say, well, I want to stick in the status quo and not make my move because it's not what people say is the right way to do it. So I would say, hey, if you feel like this is there's no right way or there's no wrong way to do it at all. But I definitely would say, hey, make that move if you feel like that's what that's it is. Good. Um, and then just overall, um, 
just trust the process. The fire that you go through, don't run from your fire. Go through it. Learn from it. It's yeah, a refining moment. Um, and God will get you to where you need to get to and be open to what your next is. A lot of times we don't know what that looks like because if we knew what that looks like, we would go do our own thing and we leave God out of the picture. But we got to make sure that we at all times. I do some of the I, I, some people think it's thing is weird. But for me, I, I pray and ask God about every little thing. Hey, God, where's the bread at? Because I don't know. I don't know this grocery <laughs> store. This ain't my H-E-B. Right. I need to <laughs> but it literally, if you ask God about every little single thing, hey, should I make this move? Should I do this? You'll save yourself in the long run a lot of heartache and pain and the learning moments and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, my flesh says yes, um, but my mind is and my spirit is saying, yeah, no, you can't do that. So you just gotta wise up, be and be wise, and don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be dumb. <laughs> I think that's right. I'm the person that when I go in the store, I don't want to ask questions. <laughs> I really just try to figure it out. But ultimately, what happens is I spend 30, 40 minutes yeah. trying to figure it out, and then I get frustrated, and then I end up asking somebody anyway. Yeah, yeah. When Same I could have just avoided all that time mm-hmm. and just ask them, yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna figure out where yeah. this bread is. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, that, that's the thing I would say. Just in every decision that we do. In face, God, should I do this? Should I ask this person this? Just ask God, hey, God, what should I do? Lead me in that direction and God will guide you. And some people may say, well, I don't know if he's speaking to me. The only way you will know that is if you're spending time with him. Because how, KJ, how, how are you able to know your mom's voice if she was calling you on the phone? Because I've lived with her all my <laughs> life. I know her voice, spend time with her. Exactly, and then wow. and at the end of the day, that's what we so to know God's voice. God is always talking, but the big thing is, do we know His voice, and how often are we spending time with Him? So that's my that's my piece on that. I feel um, that's what it always comes down to. Yeah, like ultimately every single situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, with that being said, um, guys, any last words? Any any hey, got anything? Please share. Like I think just most importantly why we started this whole podcast is just to to make an impact in people's lives yeah share our perspectives and really just this has been something i can speak for myself and for them too something that has just kind of given us more purpose exactly and so exactly. it helps when you share on ig helps yeah. when you share on facebook yeah. like shout us out man like yeah. we just want to impact more people yeah yeah for sure yeah all right so um we'll um later on this week we'll definitely send up Put a post out. I did put out. Uh, there's a giveaway for Mike Todd's new book. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's going to be a certain way. Um, stay tuned for this week on how to win that. It's New York's bestsellers book. Um, this is his first book, and he's only had it out. I mean, less than three months. Not wow. even three months. He's on New York's bestsellers I list. Mean, so he <laughs> is anointed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that book. We'll have a, a, a how to win that book. It'll be out probably a couple of days. Um, I will post it how you can win that book but keep uh, sending in your questions um, we'll definitely have it if you need to email us you can check the Instagram um, site uh, it's the brotherhood one underscore uh, I think so yeah <laughs> I believe that's what I it know, is that's, I know that's bad but yeah <laughs> so yeah um, but yeah um, it's been great guys we're finally back into doing it I know a lot of people have been asking about it so um, we hope that you guys uh, have a great great week 
Um, this is Michael. Hey, signing off, guys. See y'all. Have a good week. Peace. Peace Bye. in the streets. Bye.